Godfather checking in live from Detroit and you're listening to Bass Agenda. Bitch, get off me. 
you doing? Welcome to Base Agenda. Huge show for you this week. Most of it focused on the legendary DJ Godfather from Detroit. New album, Electro Beats for Freaks, came out today. I spoke to him for about 90 minutes. Most of that conversation is in this episode, plus a ton of music. Also a great guest mix from the man himself. Lots to learn in this one. Enjoy the ride. doing this man I've, I was trying to think when I first heard you I think Dave Clark did a mix with player haters in it like 20 years ago something like that I don't know when it was okay more than that more than that probably and I think that's when I first heard heard your stuff man and okay yeah, it's good to speak to you man cool, cool I, I cool appreciate stuff. you having me on man I've been following hey. you for a long time too man you know I was like oh, I'm I follow a lot of people I just don't bother a lot of people you know there's so yeah, much yeah. shit I watch and like you know but then I, you know, I'm just, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, I don't know, kind of quiet when it comes to shit like that. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to like, oh, let's do an interview or let's do this, let's do that. You know, I'm like, I'm just one of those guys where I just want to just be in the studio. You know what I'm saying? And like, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, fair enough, man. <laughs> well, I won't, I won't, I won't keep you too long, man. Do tell me if you've had enough. Oh, no, we're good, bro. I'm excited. I've got some questions from some listeners as well. Okay. We'll get to those. Some guy called Brian Gillespie's chipped in here. I don't know if you know that. Some guy. Who that is. I know, I know that guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, man. Well, congrats on the new album. It's fucking It's amazing. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate it. it, man. Yeah, we... Uh, yeah, it, it, everyone thought I was crazy for doing that many songs. The exact reason why they thought it was crazy is the reason why I did it. Yeah, yeah. Because everyone, like, everyone's just man. doing... Everyone... Nothing... I don't know about you, but nothing pops out to me anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you see, okay, it's another producer, another with another track, and that's cool. You know, I mean, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. flooded with that. You know what I'm saying? And it's it, it, it's it's. I wanted to yeah. like do something completely different and kind of reverse think the project. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing. There aren't so many surprises out there these days, are there? Nah. So it's it nice to see something a bit different. Yeah. So what did you? How did you approach? Because I mean, obviously, I mean, the great thing about it is it, it's it's a mix as well. You know, if you can listen to it stop, start to finish without breaking it at all. Yeah. So how how did you how did you approach it? Was that was that always the plan? I did that on. Well, okay. I knew I was gonna do a big album. Um, yeah. I mean, I could do one to three tracks a day, mixed and mastered. Like I, I'm, I've been like I just 
For me, the way I make tracks, I think about them as DJ tools and not songs. So it's a little sure. bit easier for me to crank out a little bit. It's not like I'm trying to like set a record or how many tracks one person can do in a day or anything like that. It's, so it's not like, you know, I'm still thinking through these tracks, you know, but I kind of do things a little bit more stripped down yeah. as a DJ tool um, for most of the tracks. Now, some of the tracks I did are, were over were produced and uh, produced a lot more with layers and a lot of breakdowns and shit like that. But so, sure. I, you know, I had all these tracks and it's it's crazy because last year, you know, I released it was like five or six EPs, you know, that had they had like three mm. to five songs and like and, you know, we would get it to, you know, a lot of the press. We would get it to different things and, and different avenues and. Yeah. It was crazy because I've had people say, oh, I follow you forever, man. You know, you haven't done anything in years. I'm like, what are you talking about? I did seven, five, six, seven EPs or something like that, like last year alone. I'm like, what, yeah. what are you? And it, it just got, it got me to thinking. And I, I even had a conversation with uh, K1, Key Tucker. Yeah, and yeah. he was just like, man, people don't know. Yeah, you yeah. can't expect people to know anymore. You can't expect people to to know what you're doing. So, so I wanted so to do too something. Too much noise out there, man. I think that's the thing. There's so much stuff thrown at people these days. Yeah, unless, and, unless you're really paying attention, you miss a lot of stuff. Yeah, and so I wanted to do this. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do something that no one's doing right now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, I also the reason. Like so, the album is a continuous mix, but I, it's not a live mix. I didn't mix it. I just I I did sure, it in yeah. Ableton, right? And, I, and sure. I did it on purpose. So and I had people thought I was crazy for this too. I did it so other DJs can't play it. Ah, I did wonder about that because I was like, I, I was thinking about putting the show together. How are we going to do this? Because this is like there's no intro and outro beats, right? So so I yeah, did yeah, it. Yeah. I did that on purpose. <laughs> you know why? Because the only place you can hear the tracks at first is the album. And the only yeah. way you're going to see hear the album is if you type in my name. That's it. You know, yeah. so I wanted I wanted to do something strategically so everything funneled back to me. Because mm. the last the it. last five, six EPs I did, you know, I like to release like acapellas and DJ tools and I yeah. do it so DJs would like, you know, have fun with mixing shit. But then I would get like a ton of other ghetto tech artists sampling my shit and just putting it on another ghetto tech record. They weren't even doing anything. It's not like they took a hip hop record and did a ghetto mix out of it or something or or or, or, yeah. or took my vocal and did like some, you know, slow down yeah. trap remix or yeah. something different. It was they just did it yeah. and did their own like just like a straight same just a straight lift kind of beat to it. And, and I'm like, all right, I need to pre- and, and the thing is like people they just they don't get it so when you when you and also when you approach them about it you're like hey man you know you sample my shit oh well it's just on soundcloud it's for free it's like no that's not the point like like you're you're getting attention off a track people think is yours did you did they did and yeah, so yeah. And, and, and so it's not even about the money it's not even about it's more about the the attention and getting the credit for actually the track that i did you know what i'm saying so yeah. i was like you know what so i'm and gonna it's a do respect. it's a respect yeah respect. you know and, and, and also i mean in this day and age like the the 
any kind of real money in this business is more in the bookings now. It's not in the downloads and streams. I don't I don't care. If, I mean, I, I have millions of streams and, 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 and you know, I do OK, you know, but yeah, yeah. but if, if I did six bookings in a year, that would, you know, <laughs> equal the amount of streams, yeah, yeah. you know, so it, it, it's it's so it's crazy. So um, I'm just yeah, doing yeah. everything right now for this project to literally funnel back to my name. Yeah, yeah, and that's it I like because, it, man. because I like it. yeah, it's it's um. So what I'm doing is, you know, I'm not anti DJs, and obviously any DJs that play your music is is you know in in a way supporting. I think mm. I think now is a different time though, to where a lot of it it's not supporting because a lot of these DJs are playing these songs, and I know DJs like getting booked left and right and, and, and off of a bunch of tracks that they added like a clap to and called it their remix you know what i'm saying or something stupid yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. that's cool do you, you know do and you it's think this is a bigger thing in, with ghetto tech because i know i mean i've spoken like to detroit's filthiest and dj assault and this has come up it seems to come up more when i speak to guys who make your kind of music do you, is it down to what is that down to is it down to the is it just the vocal sampling that goes on, or a real like kind of ghetto record, either from Chicago or Detroit, is mm. always gonna have that certain feel to it. Like like sure. even in the beat programming, you know, like um, you know, it, mm. it, it, I think it's awesome. I think it's great that we took a music and influenced other people in other countries to make it. You know, it's it's sure, a compliment. Yeah. It's but you kind of know when it doesn't have those Detroit elements or Chicago like ghetto housey elements. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And like, mm. and so yeah. for me, you know, we actually a lot of you know people don't give it the respect. They're like, we actually took time to come up with that stuff. Yeah. We actually took time, like, you know, like with with good money. Like he's one of the guys I've been working with for years. He's a guy that did player haters in his house and and this and that. Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. I, he, he would come over and you know we would get in a vocal booth or, and he would and i would just put on i'd just make a dummy beat and he we would just like get in the studio for a couple of hours and talk some shit you know and, and i'm like okay let's do this let's do that let's do that and sometimes i'll like think of like a lyric and i'll have him say it or sometimes he'll he'll, he'll come up with the lyric and say it you know um yeah. You know, and, and we take time to do this stuff, and then yeah, and then yeah. other 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 artists just take it and act like it's their own ghetto record. You know, yeah. I mean, so there's no, you know, they, they don't they don't understand how how what we go through to actually come mm. up with this stuff and to you know still keep that 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 vibe and that element. And there's also a lot of people where, especially recently, I just pay these guys to come in the studio. Because, mm. you know, like, yeah. it, in the beginning, like, you know, a lot of the vocalists and I mean, these are my friends, too. You know, they they sure. did it with the helps with, with the hopes, I mean, of all of us kind of blowing up and doing shows together. And then it, it turned out like, you know, they mm. didn't care about they just wanted me to DJ, you know, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then I'll be like, OK, well, let's. You know, we got a five country tour. Let's do this. Let's do that. I was like, okay, I'm gonna bring the MC. Well, we don't have enough budget for you know an extra flight for an MC in a hotel and to pay him and this and that. And there's a few times, uh, well, not a few, a bunch of times where I would actually take the MC 
on the road with me and I would mm-hmm. pay him out of my pocket just because I feel bad because I'm the one reaping the benefits, not the vocalist. So it got yeah, yeah. To, it got to the point where I'm I'm just like straight up like telling people like like look it, no one cares about the vocalist. They're like, oh well what do you mean? I go, okay, mm-hmm. I'm gonna test you right now. Let's do something really commercial. Uh Calvin Harris. Uh, the last three songs, who was the vocalist on it? The song you hear every day on the radio, who's the vocalist? Most people can't name it. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just no, like, you're right. and it's just, and the same thing right. goes to Ghetto Tech, especially, you know? So, you know, so now I'm extra protected because just to make sure these guys are taken care of, you know, I, I actually am paying some of them now to just come in the studio. I'm like, look it. It t- it's going to take a million yeah, yeah. streams for us to make any money off the track. You know, I go, I benefit yeah, yeah. from DJ gigs. I benefit from licensing. I benefit in, in other ways. Unfortunately, sure. with a lot of dance music, you know, the vocalist does not benefit. The, 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 no. the DJ does. A lot of I people don't understand that. I mean, it's like, I don't know how you find it. I mean, it's like with remixes these days, people generally ask people to do remixes and people don't even talk about money changing hands, you know, it's just like you're doing each other a favor kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't, I, I don't know, I find that I find that really difficult to get my head around. But, I'll do I mean, it. I'll do a trade with someone. Like I just did a remix for uh, Jensen Interceptor and uh, Larry McCormick, you know, and oh, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, you know, and Jensen's like, yeah, man, you know, whatever you want for me. And same with, I just did one for Party Boy 69, um, that dude out of mm-hmm. Australia. And it's like, you know, I'm like, you know, just, just, yeah, you know, I, I, you know, maybe I'll have like a ghetto record that I want some like more electro-y kind of deep electro remix to do, you know, just, just, you know, we'll scratch yeah. each other's back. I'll, I'll do it for other people that's actually active, you, you yeah, know, that's yeah, yeah. actually doing something that's going to do something with my remix to benefit the project, benefit me too. And then vice versa yeah, you know give it. me a so remix the trade off on, yeah on, but on the time you put in and, yeah, yeah but it's got to be no someone idea. that could actually produce some quality shit you know and, and uh yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah it's yeah. just the re i agree the remix game is it's you know it's it's just a lot different so i mean it's it, yeah. technology makes things so easy to remix now bad bitches everywhere in the club stop and stare I'm feeling lucky, I'm trying to hit, but her friend, hating and shit, bad bitches, everywhere, in the club, stop and stare, I'm feeling lucky, I'm trying to hit, but her friend, hating and shit, 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 hating and DJ Dex, aka Nomadico of Underground Resistance, and you are listening to Base Agenda. Hey, man. 
I mean, this is this is a couple of old, old boys moaning here, really. But I mean, in terms, of, obviously, before the days of MP3 and all that, this kind of stuff was a little bit different, wasn't it? You know, have you noticed? Did you notice a real change? I mean, you can't sell you can't sell the records like you used to, can you? Nobody can. Nah, you know what? Um, for a while, we stopped doing vinyl. Um, mm. I was really frustrated because I mean we got we got straight up jacked by like Watts distribution and Syntex and all these people the, all, a lot of these vinyl distributors that all within like the same year they all went out of business but guess yeah. what instead of them doing the right thing and paying me they all filed bankruptcy and next thing you know we're owed thirty thousand dollars you know and it's like I'm like are you kidding me so, so now it's like it made me not want to even do vinyl forever and then you know yeah. and it's, it's not only that but then you got like the artist complaining to you like what's up with my records how come you, you you didn't get the money and they don't understand look look at when someone files chapter nine or you know it's it's yeah, yeah. it's yeah. they they can't they don't have to pay you <laughs> and yeah. we're fucked yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and, and then yeah. you know so but i just signed um a deal with clone um okay. because i've always been passionate about vinyl i just it's definitely a different game. I mean, every, I mean, we released 218 vinyl releases between Twilight, 76, Database, Juke Tracks, DET only, and Throw. You know, yeah, and yeah. every record did anywhere between a thousand up to twenty thousand units. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And you well, know, so now it's, it's, it's like now it's a time 10, where if you do 
four or five hundred, you know, that's good. If you do eight hundred, you're the shit. You know, so yeah, yeah. so now, you know, so I signed a deal with Clone because I, I I used we used to have an office and it was me and Brian Gillespie and DJ Dick, you know, those are my two partners that we started everything together and now yeah. I've been kind of handling everything on my own now, you know, and um mm. We had a couple guys working for us, uh, shipping the records, taking orders, everything. And, you know, I mean, we, it was a real mm. business. We had an office, we had a warehouse, everything. And, uh, you know, I don't have that infrastructure anymore. So, I, you know, I wanted someone to do, well, one, you know, vinyl in America is horrible. It's definitely, you know, Europe thing. Um, the vinyl game in America the quality is... Of- What's that? The product, the quality, the quality of the product. You mean, that, but the there's not a lot of vinyl stores. Uh, you know, it's uh, oh, most of the okay. most of the DJs in, in America are doing digital, either Serato or CDJs or Recordbox or whatever. And you know, and I understand yeah. why I'm on Serato myself. You know, I mean, like there's so mm. many advantages to it. But but there are mm. more purists and more people in Europe and UK and Brazil, South America, Australia that that are still they're still vinyl heads you know so i wanted to find um someone one that understands our music you know um one that knows knows us from day one knows what we're about and uh and gets our culture because i I, to me our our ghetto tech is a culture more than even just a genre you know and like so yeah sure it has to be someone that understands that and then also Mm -hmm. someone that that is you know um, a fan of the music, you know. So, so I signed a deal with Clone. Yeah. You know, they, they they always took care of us. Surge and them were were always really good. So, uh, starting easy, yeah, starting January, we're uh, they're going to be doing all database stuff exclusively. Mm. So, anyone and that wants, is vinyl. it right that with this album, your plan is you're going to do some follow ups, which will be sort of longer versions, different BPMs, yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. So the so the album we're going to put out, and I wanted to do the first ep in december but the music industry shuts down you know it like after the first week of december all the way to the first week of january so yeah yeah. uh so we had so we couldn't schedule anything until january so i'm releasing um seven eps off the album now the eps are going to be the full length tracks for the djs uh, mm-hmm. If it's a track that has a vocal, there'll be instrumentals. There'll be like DJ dub mixes, like you know, just like little DJ tools, you know, if you know, um, yeah, yeah. acapellas. Yeah, and uh, I I produced a bunch of the tracks with different BPM transition versions now mm. too. So yeah, yeah. you know, I that, think you did that on some of your EPs last year, the ones you were talking about. I'm I'm, I'm sure there was like 130 BPM, uh, well, 150, no, 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 yeah, no, I did. No, when I say a transition, I mean within the song. It goes from 145 oh, to sorry, 125. Okay, yeah. yeah, so so I did... Because mm. that, that's another thing I learned is that it's just a different time now where DJs don't mix by ear. And they... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insane. So and, and a lot of tech house guys and electro guys, they're really influenced by the Detroit ghetto tech sound, especially a lot of these tech house guys, you know? And so, so, and they're even yeah, doing sure. their own kind of versions of like ghetto mm. tech tracks, but it's slowed down, you know, more funkier kind yeah. of housey beat yeah. tracks. So I was like, you know, and I even talked to him a lot. I was like, how come you, you know, if it's just such an influence, why don't you ever throw in any, in any of the, the Detroit shit or something? They're like, oh, it's too fast. I'm like, you don't know how to, 
like maybe start it at minus eight and then nudge it up. And I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> to me, I, you know, they didn't get it or I, I didn't comprehend. I, I couldn't, I was mind blown that they just couldn't do it. But it's also, I got to remind myself it's a different era, you know? So I was like, okay. So now, you know, I was thinking about this album too. And mm-hmm. I had to figure out a way to gap 150 BPM tracks with 135 BPM electro tracks with 125 BPM like kind of tech housey tracks, you know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so I had to figure out a way to do that. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm actually gonna make some transition tracks because they they already do that like on these DJ blogs like DJCity.com or ClubKillers.com or whatever. Mm. And but they're more like mashup tracks, you know? And, and they're they're DJ tools. I'm like. Okay, this is cool, but why not produce a track that way? Instead of taking a DJ edit going from Drake to up to, you know, like some EDM banger or whatever that you hear. um, Why not produce a ghetto record that way? That could... So, there's a few tracks where I did a version where it it was just the the regular version is 145. Then I did two transitions, one going from 145 down to 125 and one starting at 125 going up to 145 and i did a few tracks that way yeah yeah just so guys that want to you know go up and down it's not now it's an easier way to do it you know and uh yeah see me i don't have that problem i I could take anything and mix it you know but um yeah for sure man it's it's i'm from a different era you know so so yeah, so I'm I'm excited because I think it gives something different too to like a lot of ghetto tracks because that's another thing that once again no one else is doing. I'm one of those guys yeah. like whatever everyone else is doing, I'm gonna do something different. I yeah, mean it's yeah. kind of like no, respect, when we started Ghetto Tech, you know, we're like no one yeah, else yeah. is mixing booty rec Miami bass records and techno records together. No one else is doing it. We were doing it. Yeah, yeah. And then. And then you know, okay, now I'm going to produce the tracks that way. Why? Because yeah, no one yeah. else is doing it, you know? So so I think, I mean, like, that way a lot. Sure. No, that's that's got to be the way to go, though, isn't it, man? You've got to be innovative, otherwise it's just boring. I mean, get, I don't know about you, but I think it, it must be, it'd be boring for you just to do the same thing over and over as well. Yeah, you, I mean... You, you must get a kick out of trying to think outside the box. It's kind of like, you know, with, with especially with, like, you know, Ghetto Tech consists of techno miami bass electro you know some ghetto house from chicago and it's kind of all fused together so when we started playing these records together and then we slowly started taking elements from every record you know i just don't produce electro shit but guess what i could produce an electro track just as good as any other diehard electro producer i could do uh, more of a ghetto housey record just as good as any chicago guy i could do you know so so it, it's kind of got me mm. it taught me to kind of learn how to produce multi-genres because i'm used to throwing all these genres in a mix yeah, you know yeah. and now i've been I was like, curious about that because the, you the, obviously the, the title of the album is electro is it electro yeah um was that a hard thing to decide on? Because I mean, because as you just said, there's it, it, it's so much more on there than electro. I mean, it covers yeah, it covers so much. I think um, what made you that, that wasn't that? that wasn't made that wasn't like intended talking about electro music. It was hmm. just electronic beats for freaks kind of thing. Okay. You, know, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, it, and you know, I 
I came yeah, up yeah. with it. At first, I was going to call the album um, the first track, which is is on the album. It's called Allow Me to Reintroduce Myself, like that Jay-Z yeah, yeah. song, you know? And, uh, and then the guy... My boy Josh that does all my artwork, he's like, I don't know, this kind of, you know, what do you need to reintroduce yourself for? I was like, because, you know what, I'm going to shove this shit down everyone's throat. I, I, I go, I, I like, this is going to be a project that no one's doing. And, and you know what, I think I need to remind people of what the fuck I do and who the fuck I am once in a while without without sounding cocky. You know what I'm saying? I, I was like, yeah, so, yeah. so, so, he's like, I don't know, you know, and then he gave me, he's like, you should, you, you know... I don't think you need to reintroduce yourself. I was like, all right, well, let me think about it. And then I came up, you know, before I had a, a mix a long time ago called For the Freaks. I was like, eh. And mm-hmm. it, went, it, it went insanely viral. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe I should do, you know, kind of touch on that or something again. I was like, all right, yeah. Electro Beats for the Freaks, you know, and then it kind of rhymes and it's kind of... Yeah. Whatever you know, and then the yeah. guy, no, the guy cool. that did it's the cool, artwork, I was just curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. And coming up, so we had to come up forty-four tracks name, track names as well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy because I'll just I'll do a track, and a lot of times I won't even have words to it yet. So I gotta like give it yeah, some yeah. kind of name. And you know, it's a bitch is that there's so many tracks that I have done, and mm. sometimes I can't find them because I forgot what I titled it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've got a vocal, it's a bit easier because you can link it to that. Yeah, I mean, I have another hundred tracks all mixed and mastered, just done. I could do another album a week after this album. It's insane, you know? Like, wow. I just... Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, it's... it's Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... I crank them out, you know? A worldwide voice in electronic and dance music. Deep Space Radio. DeepSpaceRadio.com Jit like me. Jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me. Jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, 
Jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me. Jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Is, what, what is the sort of creative process for you? Do, is, is it sort of you're just experimenting and stuff starts to happen, or you know, what? do you do you get a hook in your mind and you think, okay, I'm going to build on that hook? And- well, most of the time, you know, because half the songs have little vocal hooks in it, some don't. You know, half don't. So yeah. a lot of times when we do these little vocal hooks, like the the vocals will already be recorded. Because like I said, mm-hmm. I just throw on like a dummy a dummy drum beat and we'll just kind of say it in different melodies and you know and then a lot of times i'll just come up with like something in my head to that or Mm. or i'll just think or or i'll i'll kind of like listen to the vocals and while i'm in the car at the gym or something like i'm like thinking okay how could i attack this one or and then i'll just come in and do it Mm. um a lot Mm. of times with the more of the electro stuff yeah it's a little bit more playing around but i'm i'm pretty good at coming up with like catchy bass lines and things pretty quick within like five ten minutes you know and then once you have that, everything is the hard part's done, you know, um, the, which is the creative part. Now yeah, it's just yeah. like layering everything around it, you know. Um, so it, it depends on what kind of track it is and how I attack it, you know. Um, and there's a lot of times yeah, where sure. um, there's a lot of days where I, I just sit around and I'll actually make new drums. Like I'll. Mm. I'll sample some drums off records, and I, I'll, mm. I'll run them straight from vinyl through an Avalon 737 com- tube okay. compressor. Makes it sound really warm, right? So not only is it vinyl, but now it's, I'm running through this tube compressor. And then I'll sample that, and then 
I'll mix it with some some drum sounds off of my machine, which is digital, you know, because I have every native instruments uh, refill you can think of, you know, and I love all their drum mm. sounds. So so a lot mm. of times I, I'll, I'll make a folder of just sample drums and then a lot of times I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll skim through and, um, you know, I've been buying like new modules like crazy lately. So, I, I, I'll, yeah. uh, I, you know, a lot of times I'll just go through the modules and just come up with stuff and mm. save it. Or a lot of times because the modules, you can't save anything. I'll actually do a cool riff or some kind of little cool art loop. I just yeah, record yeah. it. I, I have a couple of Ableton sessions where it's nothing but tracks of just like little loops. I came yeah, up with, yeah. and so a lot of times I'll, I'll I'll come back and like listen to the loops, and it might be you know like like uh, like there's a song called King of the Circle, which is uh, on my album, which is like this really hard mm. jit track, and mm. it's just this crazy arpeggiator, and then like I took it, I was like, I'm just gonna loop that and do a hard ass drum beat to it, yeah, and I do some little ambient kind of sounds behind it. Where mm-hmm. a lot of times people would take that loop and use that for like a filler sound. I was like, you know, I want that for dominant, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna reverse engineer this, and, and you know, and so it's just it's just crazy. So, so a lot of times when I start a track, I already have a lot of elements already, just because I take time ahead of time, and yeah, it yeah. all depends on what I'm in a mood to do, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. I just take you back to something you said earlier. You were saying about your working with clone and that, and one of the things that's important to you is that people get. You, know, you work with people who understand the ghetto tech culture. Yeah. How would you, how would you define that for, for people who maybe don't aren't that familiar? Um, you know, and I've been saying that a lot lately because a lot of the interviews I've been doing, a lot of people, the person interviewing me, they don't even understand what they're interviewing. Like, mm. they'll take like, um, oh. Uh, there's a song uh, Ass and Titties by DJ Assault so is that all you do is talk about women and I'm just like what the fuck are you talking about you dumb fuck you know so it, it, it's like Jeez. so people will take that like the, whatever song that has a cussing in it and gravitate to that's what it is you know and when yeah, it's yeah. not you know you know ghetto totally tech the point. so ghetto tech you know was how it started was it, it was you know like with techno in the late 80s and electro you know in detroit Mm. like that was it was getting known but it was still a very very underground music you know sure sure, so i started dj when i was 15 and i got Mm. my first dj gig when i was 15 and Mm. i was actually playing at a teen club so it you there's no alcohol and so it was everyone was my age right yeah 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 so you know, I would play some techno records that I was aware of, but mm. it was a lot of those kids didn't know that yet. Uh, I was like, okay, how can I get them? Like, how can I get them to like these records without me, you know, shoving something down their throat? So then mm. I would take like Miami bass records mm. and mix it on top. So it was kind of like a techno version of a two live crew record, you know, let's right. say. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, also at that time too, like that's when Jeff Mills was playing on the radio as the wizard. And, you know, he was kind of throwing everything in the pot, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and not just, okay, this is a techno show and that's it. You know, he's playing Prince with Kraftwerk with, you know, um, Cybertron with, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, it's early techno shit. And, you know, so... It was kind of becoming like a thing in Detroit to where there were like these genreless mixes. 
where most mm. place other places you would go to it would just be a techno mix or a house mix or a drum and bass mix and Detroit mm. what I love about Detroit is that everyone was kind of a little bit more creative and throwing things in the pot and making it cool mm. you know I would kind of sandwich every other record would have words and so yeah. and okay. it, it never yeah. skipped a beat after that because if you played five six records to a bunch of young kids that don't know this stuff yet it was mm. they didn't get it you know it's like okay what's yeah, all yeah. This, this space music or whatever what is all this <laughs> shit you know so they, you know they didn't know it so so um so that's the way i did it and so now and then that's how yeah. we started producing records that way right mm. so mm. now you have this sound right the true like ghetto djs like all of them you know especially the ones that i kind of came up with and mm. kind of guys that I looked up to, mm. they were all, uh, you know, they could all scratch and cut really good. And, and they were yeah. beat juggling. And, and they and myself were, were all like started beat juggling the records. And next thing you know, like, mm. it, it not only did you take this genre of music, but then the style of DJing, you needed yeah, yeah. kind of both elements to have that ghetto tech feel, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. the parties, you. the parties, you know, if you, if you go to like, like when I was DJing at like St. Andrew's Hall, the shelter where they used to do all the MC battles, you know, they, they would also have a JIT floor, mm. you know, I, I, all ghetto tech floor and shit. So I would yeah. sit there and play a lot of that shit and there'd be like a circle of footwork jitters, you know, and they're all yeah. kind of battling each other. So yeah, not yeah. only do you have this music, but then you have this DJ style that no other dance genre dance music has in my opinion yeah. along with dedicated dances to me now it's a culture it's 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 mm. not just yeah okay yeah. it's not yeah. ass and titties oh let's talk about sex and no like yes a lot of you know these records some of these records are just they're party records they're street records but it's not like it's not like um comparing it to like two live crew when that's that's all that they were about and that was their thing you know, and, and so I had to kind of correct a lot of people because, um, you know, I even had one in one of my interviews, like for the for the new album, given this day's I remember, I'll never forget this dumbass question. Uh, given today's climate, is it safe to talk about some of these um, things that you are talking about? In some of the songs with the sexual nature. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, it's, it's like, you know, go, go tell Arnold Schwarzenegger not to blow up a hundred motherfuckers in a movie, then come talk to me. <laughs> or like, or, or go, yeah, yeah. go tell every it's rapper crazy. that it's says, crazy. yeah. Go, yeah so look, look at the president. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's crazy because I think people just gravitate to one little thing and pigeonhole this whole culture as that when that's not what it is. It's, it's, it's the house party version of, of techno. Takes more than there, there's just a certain element, you know, and like I said, it's, it's mm. and it's, I don't even mean it's in a bad way because I think it's cool when it's influenced other people in other parts of the world. But it's it's just like Motown, like you when you heard a Motown record, you knew that shit came from Detroit. You knew that that's what it is, you know. That that's it's a scene, it's a culture. When you hear a a proper bounce record, you know it came from New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when yeah, you hear yeah. like. You, you hear all these twerk records now and, and but it doesn't sound like that true new orleans bounce music where where it where yeah. came from you know you could just tell and I, that I think it's the same thing with detroit vibe. there's something in there yeah yeah there's just a yeah. certain um futuristic funk in in the synth lines you know and a, yeah. fu a certain yeah. 
a certain soul to it that 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 you can't it, it's very hard to duplicate you know yeah, you know and it's unpolished it. it's unpolished in different parts of the world you know mm. people making the music um it's it's more mm. of a, a polished sound and, and the synths and yeah, the synth yeah. lines aren't as soulful not that it's bad or good it's just it's just different to me you're listening to deep space radio so going back just briefly go we'll talk about the tracks in a minute i was just thinking going right back to the beginning when did music kind of first get your attention when, when did it become more than sort of background noise to you was it was it a family thing or friends or no um my dad actually used to play the bass guitar in a band but oh, okay. yeah um but yeah i never really saw him or heard him he just he kind of got out of it when i was before i was born even but uh um, okay no, I, you know, I've always, I've always loved like early, early hip hop. When I'm like six, seven, eight years old, and I'm hearing like really early electro stuff and hip hop on the radio, I'm like, what, what is this stuff? And I didn't even know how to buy it or where to get it from. And you know, I mean, it, it was, it was crazy. And then, you know, and then when I'm 12 years old and I started growing up to certain like hip hop music, I always loved what the DJ was doing. Like, I would sure. watch Jam Master J before running DMC. I would watch DJ Hurricane before the Beastie Boys. You know, you know I was like, yeah, yeah. I always, it just caught my attention. I'm like, wow, so that guy's controlling all the beats and doing the scratches. And at the time, I thought all the music came from the turntables and he was doing everything. And now I get it. <laughs> but like, yeah, so yeah, at the sure. time, that's what I was like, dude, all those sounds are coming from. How's he doing all that? And that's so cool. And this and that. And, and then I started like seeing some dj early early dj battles i'm like that now that's a shit that's you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so yeah so that that's kind of how i when i first started djing i didn't even um the first six seven months um that's all i did was practice scratching i couldn't even blend two records together i would throw on yeah. a beat and scratch yeah, yeah and that's it i would listen to like and a lot of people like i would always listen to like DJ Jazzy Jeff from the um, he's a DJ on the rapper album because there's some of those tracks that were just Jazzy Jeff scratch tracks yeah yeah on the album you know so I'm like listening to routine now you know there's no YouTube there's no you just literally had to listen like how is he doing that okay you know so then I'd try and practice that you know and then like yeah yeah. and so that's how I kind of taught myself to scratch Um, no one taught me and then and then you know then i when I realized that I can get this job at this teen club, I was like, okay, well, scratching all day isn't gonna, it's not gonna, I, I go, I gotta like start, I gotta go, go get some records, you know, and then so, and luckily yeah. I was already hip to a lot of the techno and Miami bass records that were coming out and early, sure. really super electro stuff, you know? Yeah, 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 cool. I've got a question here from one of the listeners, actually, it might be a good time to ask mm-hmm. this one. So this is it from a guy called Pete Jinseng. He says you do a Joe Cooley scratch like nobody else can. No, Joe when did you fall, when did you fall in love with that scratch? If you can remember. <laughs> I don't know which one that is. No. Is that is that yeah. is that a scratch name like a flare or a crab or something? Yeah, it must be something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, wish I was I c- hoping you'd know, man. When I read that, I was like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. I wish I could oh, answer okay. that. I'm sorry. That's all right, man. Don't worry. We'll have to figure I, that you one out. You know what it is? I think I. And it's crazy because like I don't I don't practice anymore. I haven't practiced forever. Any free time I have, I love creating music, you know. And like, and 
I'm like, all right, I, I feel like, you know, I can hold my own, but I'm definitely like, you know, there's guys that'll shit on me with scratching and I know that, you know, I just like, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't practice anymore. So, so I, I don't, mm. it's just weird, you know, once in a while I'll try and come up with something new on the tables. I just, anytime I have free time though, I just love creating now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I think the thing is with things like that question is if you're self-taught doing something you don't even sometimes you don't even know the name of something no you're doing it you're doing it anyway no mo most of the scratches that the early scratches you know is all listening to jazzy jeff and you know mr mix mm. and two live crew and dj magic mike and you know like listen mm. i'm like okay that's sweet the way he's doing that and you know and yeah, yeah, to me yeah. those guys were like the best to me you know yeah yeah no cool so let's pick up because uh, you've already mentioned Two Life Crew a couple of times. The, the, the couple of tracks that kind of inspired you. So you chose Mega Mix Two, which is fine, man. Yeah. Why? Why did you pick that one? What's, what's when that came out? It sounded kind of like a DJ mix, right? And it was mm. what I liked about that. And like Magic Mike dropped the bass. I loved that it was like these up tempo songs with 808s and you know going, and then the DJs cutting over them. You know, yeah. it, 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 that's what that kind of stuff is what really got my attention when I first started DJing or right before I started DJing. And that's mm -hmm. what I wanted to do. I wanted to do the cuts to like the up tempo shit, not the the hip hop stuff, because it's more it's just more exciting to me. You know, my yeah, my, yeah. my more energy. Yeah, it's just it, it kind of got me going amped a little bit more when he was doing it mm. fast, you know, and, and not. And so and then plus the production of the tracks, you know, and at that time you know it's a lot of sample based stuff yeah. you know like early ghetto tech and, and especially miami bass and and hip-hop you know that's that's just what it was at that time not realizing yeah. you're taking other people's shit you know so yeah. it's just like it's like so so at that time i was like yeah i like how you know he sampled that and put the 808 you know the the, the the kick drums over it and all that bass over it and then left this breakdown just to come in and cut over it and then the sample kicks in you know and stuff like that is kind of like how i wanted to produce tracks you know so mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 no, that's just I mean, that just doesn't get old either that does it no. it's so so fresh even now yeah
you just in love and you're checking into the basic gender radio show. Doing it like this, this, this for you, baby. Space Transmat by one uh, uh, model 500. Yeah, another amazing man. Yeah, that that, that that shit was out before I was even a DJ, and mm. I loved it. And I still remember when Dr. Dre sampled it for JJ Fad, and yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, wait a second, I thought that guy yeah. from Detroit made it. Well, wait, wait, why is it <laughs> JJ Fad? I, I didn't understand it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I didn't sure. Yeah, he yeah. sampled it, and then, but. Yeah, to me, that's one of the pinnacles of, like, the Detroit sound, especially, like, a ghetto tech sound, because it was, mm. it, it, it just had that, that beat and that bass line, and just the, el- the synth elements in it were, like, perfect, you know, and, and it's really, like, that, that mm. early Model 500 shit is really, like, uh, part of a foundation of, you know, uh, sure. you know from where, where ghetto tech comes from you know and, and that, that's part mm. of the foundation and like and i mean mm. still to this day when you listen to that stuff it's just it does not get old you know yeah. it's, it's unpolished it's, it's, it's unpolished like when you listen to it now you're like wow these motherfuckers just, just recorded this shit on a two inch reel to reel or whatever and leveled it out and just mm. did some live re- effects on it the way the tracks are made are completely different than now and you know yeah, what yeah. the shit sounds so raw and the, the, the synth sounds and the melodies they play you know, that, that Juan did is it's so raw and it's so uh, you know unpolished and it shits on everything today in my opinion yeah. it shits on yeah, a lot right. of you know and it, it does and, uh, like, you can't deny that you know mm-hmm. and so it's I, I just I mean, it's so lo-fi in a lot of ways compared, but it's just, there's a feeling in there that you, you just can't, doesn't matter how good your gear is. I think, I think if up. they redid that song today, not even redid it, I think if they produced, let's say today they woke up and made that song, created it today, mm. I think it wouldn't have sound as good as it did then. Yeah. Because, yeah. The, because of the era, the era and the influences that they had, that Juan had, making yeah, yeah. that back then and yeah, yeah. Um, as unpolished as it is back then yeah, today yeah. if they made it, it it would sound too clean it would sound too pretty 
Like, yeah, yeah. I don't think the song, if, if he yeah, woke up today and made that same exact song, it would not come out as good. Yeah. Yeah. My great, it's, it's the, the charm of it is, is in, in that. Sort yeah. Of the rough edges, really, isn't it? Well, I'm driving in black on black and black.
look dude. at like when I produce records or when I listen to music, like the era that record mm-hmm. came in from, mm-hmm. and that's an element of that era. That yeah, yeah. you know, and and I actually hear it, hear it, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like a time capsule. It's yeah, like a, but it's just the era, the yeah. way it was recorded, the way mm-hmm. it, you know, like especially back then, like, and it's kind of like old dub records from Jamaica. That shit is dirty as fuck. That shit rattles your 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 uh, your trunk, right? But imagine if it was yeah, polished. Man. It wouldn't sound. It wouldn't be cool. It wouldn't be cool no more. Yeah. You know. So I, yeah, I think a lot of the stuff in these certain different eras, you know, and just the way it's not even like what music was came out. It's the way things were engineered. It's the way things were mixed yeah, and yeah. mastered. It was the way everything, and it was the tools given to them along with the influences around them that's what made that you know and it's it's all yeah yeah it's, it's not just it's like a, uh old jazz records you know and you can hear the fingers sliding up and down the yeah that's you know it's yeah you watch that really special yeah i think pete that's the thing i think i mean there's a lot i mean this is why a lot of this edm stuff that i guess is probably dying down a little bit now but it was so polished it was just everything yeah. was like multi-track multi-track it's just and you know no what? feeling. Like, it was just like a wall of sound and absolutely no soul to it. I agree. I agree. I believe it or not, though, I actually have an appreciation for some of it, though. The way these things are programmed, a lot of these tracks, these EDM tracks, were programmed. I I, I could actually appreciate it. Like there's certain records, I, there's certain tracks and certain kinds of music I don't like, but I'll still respect. Like I hate country music. Period. Like country music, I hate it. If you put a gun to my head and told me to name five country songs, otherwise you're gonna shoot, I'd be dead. Okay, I hate <laughs> it, but I respect it. It's a very big fucking business, you know. And you know, so, so just like like dubstep, I hate dubstep. I hate it. Like like I want to blow my brains out after ten minutes of it, right? Uh, but I really respect the way they crafted some of those songs, those sounds. You know, yeah. I, I respect. You know, to me, that's that slow, just head bobbing shit. It's, it's just it's boring as fuck to me. And after a while, but I respect the way some of it was produced. I think so. Are you, when you say you're re- you're respecting it from a, a technical point of view, is that what you mean? Technical, like more for the most a, part, yeah, 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 yeah. Where you yeah. know, I might not be like, oh yeah, this is my shit. Turn it up. But yeah. Yeah. you know, there's like some 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 tracks that I think sound good. You know, and. and mm. It, you know, depending on what what uh, the event is, like some of that shit has to get played. You know, to like those those yeah. party those party people. That's not really deep into music. They just want to get fucked yeah, yeah. up. You know, so yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Let's talk about your tunes. And so you've picked three. Yeah, so these are the ones that you're you're kind of most proud of. It can't have been easy, man. Um, so yeah, let's kick off with Player Haters. That's uh, amazing tune, man. That's oh, great. thank why, why, you. Why is that one special to you? Um, because that was kind of one of the first, you know, I did that double EP vinyl, and then we added some more tracks, and I put it on a CD, like a, it's kind of like an album, you know? Um, yeah. But that song was such a catchy anthem, and it was getting played on four different radio stations in rotation in Detroit. So once in a while, there'd be one song that'll pop out that Detroit radio would play, not in the mix, but during the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd hear Usher, and then you hear Player Haters in His House, then you hear 
Dr. Dre, you know? And it was cool. Um, and it was such an anthem, it was literally treated as like a commercial song in, in Detroit for a while. It, you know, it, and everyone, like, really got into it, you know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, and the crazy thing is I did that entire track on an MPC 3000. That is it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I took, I found a little, I found a little bass hit and I filtered it in the MPC to, to disguise it a little bit so it was more of a hum. And okay. I just played it on the various pads. Do, 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 you know, and I was like, all right, it's got a little, you know. And then, and then, yeah. then, we, then we came up, you know, and then, uh, you know, I, I, I made up that hook and good money. He used to go by Coon Daddy then. He goes by Good Money yeah. now. He he he's the one that said it, and the way he said it was catchy. Yeah, he, yeah. he just said it like smooth but catchy. It was yeah, smooth that, but catchy rhythm. and hype at the same time. You know, he yeah, had a really cool the way he he spit it out was really cool. And then Perfect. that song blew so, blew up so much. We actually did a rap version. So I did a second version of that song where it's more like because the radio station started playing. I'm like, we need to do like something where. We, 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 where you're doing like a verse or something and we did uh, 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 we did a version where it was two 16 bar raps and then the player haters in his house was kind of the hook so that was a yeah a real big one yeah, yeah. it was an anthem
yeah that that track now like it was crazy because it was a genreless track it is because right, it's not yeah. electro it's not necessarily like ghetto techie track it's not mm-hmm. a house record what what the fuck is it and yeah yeah that yeah. that vinyl sold over uh 20, units and I licensed that almost tw- uh, 23 or 24 times to different compilations and different. It was just one of those things that it just, you heard it and liked it. And yeah. it was a, it was that right tempo so it could mix, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't too fast, wasn't it. too slow. And then, you know, and it was just one of those things where, it, and once again, it's just kind of, that's what kind of ghetto tech is. You know, you're, you're kind of throwing some little things together and. Mm. coming up with this feel and the crazy thing is that the track to me is genreless but it had that feel it had that detroit feel it had mm. that yeah, yeah. that vibe to it but yeah yeah you can't compare it to any other ghetto tech record yeah you really can't yeah. you know and, and and that one did really good you know and and uh globally so so yeah. it's just like that's very very cool that's right yeah really, thank really you i did that yeah. just with an mpc too everything is yeah sample chop
and then first contact. Now that one is when I started really experimenting with synths, and I, you know, I remember I had that um, the uh, uh, Studio Electronics, the ATC one. That's where I did that baseline on, and then I had like a Juno 106, and at this time I was buying more shit. That record broke a lot of barriers for me as well, you know, because now it's okay. Mm. It's not. There's no samples in it. It's it, all the drums came from an R8 drum machine when I bought that, and mm. I didn't like the sequence on it. I mean, I could make drum beats, but I didn't like the mid ear the way. And the MPC 3000 was phenomenal, so I would take these drum sounds from the R8 and sample them in the MPC and. Mm. Yeah, and then that that one, you know, that was one of our another hotter record sales wise on Twilight and uh that one actually helped create a lot more recognition through a lot more um now more serious electro heads at the time. Right. Cause now yeah. that's this is a full blown electro track, no you know it's not sample based and so now it's something that people were taking me more serious on. So I, I kinda started feeling that, you know, that vibe from people where I was like, okay, people are now like understanding like okay yeah he's not just doing you know sampling everything you know and doing little yeah, chops yeah. like a ghetto record no, you know, so, no one yeah. trick pony kind of thing exactly yeah.
how long does it take you to make these these kind of tracks? I mean, are you are you kind of are you pretty quick with them, or do you just have to sort of put yeah, them down and I'm come still, back a few days later? See, now you know, back then things were done with a lot of sample chops. You know, like I said, that was just kind of like a lot of music was sample based, hip hop. You know, um, yeah. even some electro shit, and even you know, look at all this Miami bass shit. It's all sample based, mm-hmm. all of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, and so that's how I. Uh, that's at first is how I learned how to produce music because I didn't know any better. Yeah, like yeah. My, so my my partner, which was back then my mentor, DJ Dick. You know, I be, I didn't even before I could even make tracks. Like he had a studio and he had a SP twelve hundred and and a Kai S nine fifty sampler and trigger the sample with the twelve hundred. You know, because we mm-hmm. run out of sampling space in the twelve hundred. So, um, yeah, and that's how I learned to make tracks, even the drums. Like, I would just, like, sample them off records, you know, and say, get them from different things, because a lot of the synths and little keyboards that were coming out that had drums in them, I was like, you know, these these all sound like shit. I don't, where's everyone getting all these drums from? I didn't get it, you know? And then, Uh, and then finally, like, when I got my hands on an 808, I sampled the hell out of that, and Mm. before, this is, you know, then I bought my own 808, but then... And then same with a lot of synth sounds, you know, I learned on SP-1200 S950, but then shortly after the MPC-3000 came out, the 60 was mm-hmm. already out. And when that came out, I bought that and then forever, that's all I did with every little bass line you heard. I literally yeah. sampled just a little tone and played it on the pads. That's all I knew, because that's all I had, you know, at the time. Yeah, so I yeah. just kind of give them the tools, you know, and um, yeah. I think that was a game changer for a lot of people wasn't yeah it? you know and then now you know i you know every everything i do is like all original and and mm. you know i i just uh yeah I, and uh you know there might be there's some little drum sounds i sample but you, you don't know where i got them from and I, I i literally stack them with other drums to come up with new shit or yeah. i'll put a vinyl a, a, a drum from a sampled uh record yeah, uh, yeah. a sample of record I'll put that on top of like a, a, a new a, you know a, a newer vinyl sound for like that's something in machine or something and it would just mm-hmm. make it dirtier not as polished yeah. you know what I'm saying I'm so yeah. yeah 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 so just gives it, an, gives it a bit of an edge yeah a worldwide voice in electronic and dance music Deep Space Radio. DeepSpaceRadio.com Yeah, so I've got a couple of questions from listeners. I don't know whether these people these people might be taking the piss. I don't know. Brian, Brian Gillespie asked a question. He said, I'm supposed to ask you about your unreleased Miami bass albums. Ah, okay. What's going on with that? <laughs> God, uh, that was a good question, Brian. Um, no, uh, yeah, so before I started releasing tracks under my own name, Mm. my mentor and because Gillespie's actually one of my partners you know that, yeah, yeah. You know, and then uh, the other partners yeah. uh, Rick DJ Dick um, he's the one that taught me how to use you know my the 1200 and uh, the S950 and all that shit and so at mm. the time I was learning to produce tracks um, I was helping him put something together he's like hey you know you know any good MCs and you, you know some good vocalists and snap he's like I got a a project I want to do. I want to get some guys in the studio. I'm like, well, yeah, I know a few guys. So mm-hmm. I, um, so we put, so he already had this song that he was thinking of called Drive That Thing. And we named okay. the group Bass Association. And 
so we did this track and i mean it was like a straight miami based track it had verses and choruses it was a song you know mm. and mm. so the track did so well um that we did a an album that's and the album is how i learned to produce and so we did a whole bass association album and uh yeah and, and the track did so well the dry that thing single that uh bellmark records wanted to sign it they're the company that put out tag team whoop there it is oh, remember shit. how big that was Don't so and the only reason why I never got signed is because the uh, the radio version of Drive That Thing sampled Earth, Wind, and Fire, Let's Groove, and they they thought is that there's too much of the song, the sample yeah, in it, so they wouldn't clear it. Right, bit risky. Yeah, so so they they wouldn't allow us to to use the sample. So yeah, it was crazy because so, I thought, I mean, this this <laughs> song was out. I was still a senior senior in high school, so yeah, I have yeah. a song on the radio. And back yeah. then, in the early '90s, you got a song on the radio, you're just a superstar. You know, the, you know, radio yeah. meant a lot more then. You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah, in yeah. Detroit. So, in, in, you know, so, um, and so, yeah. So I did. We did that album, and then I did another album. Uh, with, with the group was called Face Down, and mm-hmm. it was a couple guys from Bass Association, a couple other guys, and even uh, Good Money was one of the guys rapping yeah, yeah. in it you know and then um you know he's 15 at the time at this time i was like 16 17 when i started when i was doing these tracks and i mean I'm a, i must uh before i was before i was 18 years old i must have did 60 miami based kind of tracks jesus that, yeah crazy, and, and and yeah we just it got to the point where like some of the members of the group went to jail for life after we did these <laughs> tracks and so we couldn't follow through with that project Unless we took right. them off the record, and we, you know, we didn't know what to do. And then, at this time, is when I, you know, now that I learned how to produce, that's when I was really trying to. I was into kind of creating my own sound, which is kind of sure. pre ghetto tech, you know, time. And so, yeah, 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 I get it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, 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 I got, I got tons of shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like I, I listen to the Dat tapes once in a while. I was gonna say you got them on Dat somewhere. Yeah, I got them. I got them all on Dat. Yeah, it's crazy. I listen to them once in a while. Like the the mix downs are horrible. I'm like, oh my god, like. <laughs> but I'm proud of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like so, yeah. Well, it's part of, part of the journey, man, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he says something about electro tracks from 20 years ago. Oh man, there's so many tracks that I've done like. Yeah, we just they just never made it out. I got them on dat tapes and yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. like I'm sitting on a current almost a hundred tracks that I'm going to release. They're all current, but okay. I, I I must be sitting on another 150 tracks of like between Miami bass and electro and some ghetto tech shit from back then, mm-hmm. way back. I just never put out. We've heard a lot of DJ Godfather's recent music, some of his classics. Thought it'd be fun to go right back to those early days that he mentioned earlier on. So this is Bass Association who drive that thing.
here's another one. A guy, I, I think you did. You release? I think you may have released music by uh, Goran Alavux. Yeah. From Macedonia. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he did have a record on yeah. Twilight '76. Yeah. Okay. What what was behind you buying the whole back catalogue from Dance Mania and Tracks Records? We didn't buy the whole catalogue. We bought a lot. And okay. So during the time when Dance Mania was hot, you know, a lot of Detroit DJs. It was crazy because Detroit was playing a lot of Chicago records, but Chicago hmm. was only playing Chicago records. Right. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, so, so yeah, which yeah. is kind of like part of our ghetto tech sound. Like I said, we're taking different, a few different things and putting it in this pot, right? You know, and my last real job I had was at record time in, in the record room in Detroit. And so, and I was the one ordering all the old Dance Mania records. Then it got mm. to the point when I couldn't order shit anymore. Oh, we don't have any more of that. We're, we're out of this, we're out of that. Right? Yeah. I'm like, are they going to repress? What's going on? And then I started noticing that they weren't repressing shit anymore. And and mm. and that's when things I started noticing. I'm like, well, wait, are they going out of business? What are they? Are they just stop releasing records? What's going on here? And that that was the case, you know. And uh, right. and I and I loved all that music. You know, I still mm. do, you know, mm. and so my thought was at the time, I'm like, okay, well, is anyone from Chicago going to pick this up? Because mm. none of these guys mm. have an outlet, none, especially yeah, the yeah. ghetto guys, you know, like there's more of the hard house guys and a lot of more d- d- different guys that, 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 you know, a lot of, there, there were outlets from Chicago, but not really for the old ghetto house music, you know? So mm. I started hitting up some of these artists that, that I really liked, you know, and you know, and some of them didn't even know me. Some of them knew who I was. Um, you know, but sure. I had to say, hey, look it, I'm releasing this, this music. What are you doing? We could still sell a lot of this back catalog stuff. Mm. Did you sign? Do you have a deal with Dance Mania? Not that they're out mm. of business. Um, do you get your tracks back or what's going on with that? A lot of them and most of them were like, no, I just, you know, he gave me 500 bucks for my dat tape and that was it. So I started calling a lot of the guys from Chicago that, I, you know, the, the records I was playing and people I was, you know, just I was a fan of the music and I didn't want to see it go yeah. away. It's crazy. I never like complain about this, but like a lot of people don't give me and, you know, Brian Gillespie, it was was with me at, on this as well. Yeah. A lot of people don't give us credit for what we did, you know, mm. we, we literally did bring that shit back a lot because a lot of it yeah. faded away, you know, and then I did like legit agreements with them, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. then we started mixing some of the old stuff with newer stuff. And, yeah, yeah, right. You know, th- then we were releasing, you know, a lot of the newer records for a while, too. And then uh, then it got to the point where it was so much Chicago shit. I was like, okay, we should do a dedicated label for Chicago, for the Chicago artists, right. which is the reason why we came up with Juke Tracks. And then also at that time, too, um, we worked out the deal with DJ Clint with the Backup Off Me record. He started because he would drive to Detroit like once a month and stay at my house, you know, and just come visit, you know, and, and just hang out. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he brings mm-hmm. these guys, these other, these young guys underneath him, and then it happened to be DJ Rashad and DJ Spin and, oh, and, and DJ Ty. Yeah. And, and, and next thing you know, like Rashad and Spin started bringing CDs with them when they come to Detroit. Hey, what do you think? I'm like, oh, this is great. Let's put all this shit out, you know? Yeah, we were the first ones to kind of put out their records. Then they started, I noticed they started making tracks that were a little bit different than the ghetto housey, straightforward. I was like, 
some of it is real choppy shit, which is now like what you know is juke music now. Yeah, yeah. All the all the juke yeah, music, yeah. all the broken beat kind of shit, you know. And and and, exactly. and uh, I was like, you know what? I don't know if our audience is gonna get it. It's too chopped up. It's too, you know. I go and I remember even telling like Rashad, I was like, you know, you're probably gonna find someone in Europe that would appreciate this kind of shit. A li-. I go, I want more of the straightforward shit, you know. The, right. the 135 to 150 BPM shit, you know. I want, I want yeah, the, yeah. I, I don't want the, the all the halftime beats and all that shit. I was like, yeah, yeah. our people won't get it. In Detroit, mm-hmm. they won't get it, you know. And mm-hmm. a, and you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, you know, um, you could do one record in Detroit and sell a thousand units out of five record stores in Detroit alone. Yeah, and right. so that was like my thing is like okay, well, I, I you know I need to move records in uh, out of these five because I know this is going to be guaranteed, you know, and yeah, guaranteed yeah. sales, and, and so so I, mm. a lot of the decisions I was making was based on if it would work in Detroit, you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and that's just like that. that was just my mind thought. It wasn't like you know it had to be detroit approved that was just my mind thought i'm like okay am i going to be able to sell this record out of these stores and you know if any other distributors globally pick it up cool but yeah for, yeah for the first 15 records were released i didn't even care about anything outside of detroit mm. it's crazy like I, I we were literally making records for five six record stores in detroit you're listening to Deep Space, Deep Space, Deep Space Radio. Radio. Yeah. Oh, yes. Two tracks left. So, uh, yeah, it, tracks that have impressed you lately or, you know, recently. So, uh, I forgot what Detroit. it <laughs> That's all right, man. I've got them here. Detroit's filthiest mothership has landed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, like. We've got a lot of time for Julian. Yeah, I love Julian. Yeah. Um, so, he actually asked me. He said, "Can you ask Godfather who is who his favorite Middle Eastern Detroit ghetto tech DJ is?" I said, "That's a, that's a short list, man." <laughs> Out of all of them, he's in the top five. <laughs> nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really proud of Julian. Like, like, and I don't even know if I ever told him. You know, like, like, but he, I'm the one that taught him how to make tracks. Like he, mm. when I was uh, when I was DJing. And he started the DJ, right? And he got turntables and he, his, his, his father owned a video store and he started just, he was working for his father and saving money and bought turntables and records and wanted to start DJing. But yeah. then, you know, when I was producing tracks, he um, wanted to learn how to make tracks. So, you know, yeah. this is when I, this is so long ago that my studio was in my parents' basement and okay. he would come over and I would show him how to make uh, tracks, right? And mm-hmm. I would show him, like, the way I learned. I go, look it. I want you to take a notepad and paper. I'm going mm-hmm. to show you the mm-hmm. button you have to hit to hit record sample. I'm going to show you where the meter should be. After you record it, then you have to truncate the sample. And I made him write down step by step. I go, I don't want you to ask me ten times. I go, if you're going to learn it, learn it. <laughs> but but that's how I learned yeah. it. That's how I learned it from DJ Dick, you know? So I wrote it yeah, down sure, so yeah. I wouldn't have to bug him. Well, how do you do this again? You know? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I showed him and then, you know, then he started doing a lot of records, you know, when he started making records, um, uh, you know, the first few were done actually all at my house, you know, in my parents' basement, you know? And then he started buying wow, his own okay. stuff, right? And then, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like even when he was working at a hospital, 
Um, mm. You know, he was working at a hospital. My, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my mom got him the job. So, Is that right? Yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow, so cool, my man. mom was that's working cool. at a hospital and got him the job originally, you know, or, you know, put in a word, you know, kind of deal. So. Ah. Yeah, so Julian is more than a friend to me, you know. So, so when I see, and what, what I'm very proud of him is that he's kind of came up with his own sound now, mm. and, and, and you know, I could, Definitely. I could tell when I hear one of his records now because it's it's different than anyone else. So I'm proud of him yeah. for kind of creating his own sound, his own thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like we created a monster. He was sending us so many tracks mm. we couldn't release them all <laughs> I, i'm like bro we can't i can't we can't keep up i go i got my these three records we got this we got that i can't yeah, uh, yeah. like and he's like well what if i was to do my own label i was like yeah we could distribute it for you we'll distribute through our outlets and mm. that'd be another we'll, we'll create another outlet for you and then yeah, he came yeah. up with the motor city electro company stuff you know and like yeah and yeah, then that stuff. that's that's the reason why that came out is because I couldn't accommodate all the records. And then, and then, but you know, Tony's yeah. also one of those guys where, you know, he's going to take whatever he, he absorbs to the next level. There's not a lot of people yeah. like that. And so Definitely. now, you know, the, that track though, you know, I mean, he, he gave me so many tracks and, uh, uh, mm. recently, and, you know, I've been playing a lot of them and, um, yeah, that track is just dark, but it's got some little funky, sounds mm. in it and uh, he's got a mm. couple funky like like um he turned these percussions into almost like a synth line the way like a like a synth melody you mm. know and uh yeah, yeah i like the way he yeah. did it with this big reverb on it but yet it, it was it's still really dark and um mm. i want to play in that track a lot and uh yeah it's yeah. kind of like one of my current favorite ones that he did mm. so that's why cool, i said man. that you know it's just it's a lot more than just the track when i mentioned yeah. julian's name you know so yeah, yeah, no, that's cool, man. Yeah, no, I've got, I've, you probably know, I've released a couple of his. We've got an EP coming out in hopefully January, February. Yeah, I'll make sure you get a copy, man. If Please do. He tends to tends to send me the real, the dark, nasty. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, it's all good. Hi, this is Cisco from the Advent. And I listen to Base Agenda.
then um, Ghetto Blaster, this this beat. I've not heard that track until today, man. I put it on today before we spoke. It's That's just funky. Yeah, and I actually have some. So what I like about um, Paul Anthony, you know, he, he's and Zach, um, they're they're Ghetto Blaster. They, you know, they're they're they do more tech house stuff, right? And mm. and. But they are really influenced. And Paul's been around for for a long time, so he he's you know he, he rolls with like Bad Boy Bill and all those guys. He's part of that crew, and you know, so he he's he's been around for a long time, and he's a very conscious dude when it comes to music. And um, mm. he's kind of done other genres of music, and then this Ghetto Blast thing is is working well for him. Where you know he's he's taking a lot of these a lot of ghetto tech influences and making tech house records out of it and yeah, he's yeah. taking part of our sound and introducing it to a sound that i might not necessarily play for you know and um mm. okay and i enjoy you know we actually have a couple of eps we did that's gonna come out after the new year that we already did we did oh, cool. six six seven tracks or eight i don't know and i know it's two eps we're gonna do mm. cool. I, I forgot i got so many shit so many things coming up but um yeah, and then when that when that track come out, man, I don't know what it is about that little synth line. I, I can't get it out of my head. Mm. As I yeah, yeah. as I yeah, and uh, you know yeah, I, yeah. I I I love other things that just aren't straight ghetto tech or straight techno or straight electro, you know, and like and I, I actually like a lot of this tech house stuff coming out because I actually hear the ghetto tech elements of it, and I'm like this slow down funky sure. ghetto tech shit to me, you know, and, and yeah. I even yeah, started yeah. making tr- some tracks like that on purpose because mm. it's good to cross over it's good to grab some people over here and maybe it'll bring yeah, them yeah. over here a little bit you know what i'm saying and, and it's good to like kind of yeah, do yeah. some things with no, i like that i like that you know and, that's and, one thing i think about julian you know i really appreciate that he's because his stuff i mean he's done drum and bass stuff he's done house stuff he's done yeah. nasty electro stuff and as you said it's still him and i think i like that I like that in, in producers. Yeah. Okay, you get bored of hearing the same thing from the people all the time. Yeah, I agree. Regulates me. 
irritates me. Gotta, you gotta change the elements up and like I, I, I actually have fun doing kind of different BPM shit you know I I, I, mm. I mean I, I could you know by the weekend I could do a 10 track ghetto tech album if I wanted to between now and Saturday <laughs> I really could you know and, and it's like I could knock it out no, it's like okay it's cool you. but then after a while like you know I want to do I want to get a little bit more deep and experiment mm. into my modules and my synths and stuff. And I want to do some yeah. more deep lecture. A lot of times I just want to do that funky tech housey shit that, that, you know, um, you know, cause that, that shit in a way it, 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 it crosses over and introduces 
our sound to you know a little bit of a sure. different crowd you know yeah yeah so how do you i'm just curious because you said you're sitting on a hundred or more tracks mm-hmm. and, i mean how how do you judge what you put out and what you don't put out i mean do you have your own kind of quality control thing going on um or? yeah it's just simple if i if i mix and master the record i'll put it out so okay. those are mix and master so a lot of times I'll do a track and like I'll listen, I'll play it back a couple of days later. And I'm like, yeah, I don't like this, or you know. But right, that very okay. that that rarely happens anymore. Um, mm. Just mm. because I don't know, I, I kind of know what I'm going for while I'm making a track. Chill. So now what I'm okay. gonna do with all these tracks? Like like I said, like out of those hundred tracks, it's like seven or eight I did with Ghetto Blaster. Uh, me and Keith Tucker. Um, K1, we, we have, um, it's funny, it's coming out two weeks after my album. We have a track called, uh, Detroit Electro Ghetto Tech, where it's a, yeah, it's a straight, uh, Keith talk about that. Yeah. it's a straight electro track. I, I did a version and Keith did a version. We just called it version one and version two. Um, mm-hmm. and then there's like lot, there's scratching on it where there's turntablism on in the track like like uh you know like an old miami bass record or like an old you know like like we're just scratching on the actual song itself you know so i did that because i want to bring that element back a little bit you know and i was like you Mm. know what i was like Mm. i I go i think some of these songs need to have that it's just it's just just like cool to me you know when you're yeah yeah and then you take the strike that you know the track and you're panning it left and right and put a little delay on it it sounds like fucking cool now you know so keith did the vocal to it and i did i did you know the scratches on it and the vinyl's coming out through clone um that's the first vinyl i'm putting out on on database um in january and then the the digital ep is coming out in uh december but then me okay. and Keith are also doing a series of, you know, because Keith was, it's crazy. So he was like, you know, me and him talk. And when we talk, we talk for hours. And, you know, he's telling me how he's a little frustrated with some guys from Detroit, like, mm-hmm. saying to him, like, oh, well, you know, what's up with the the old Augs 88 stuff? And he's like, how come we mm-hmm. don't do stuff like that? And Keith's like, I'm evolving. I'm a producer. I evolve. I'm I'm getting better. He's like, my shit sounds better now than it is then. And I agree with him. But then I had to explain to Keith because I'm a little bit more in tune with like more the the street side, ghetto tech side of things. And I had to explain to Keith, I go, you know what? I was like, look look at the tracks that really get played in Detroit. It's not a lot of stuff that's with a lot of layers. It's just Mm -hmm. more of a funky DJ tool kind of loop thing. And, uh, yeah, like you're saying, stripped down. Yeah. yeah, and he's like, good point. I was like, well, I go, I even have some tracks like that. I go, you know, and then I was like, you know what? Let's let's do a series of stripped down electro and call it Street mm. Beats. Nice. He's like, I like that. So yeah, yeah. we actually, nice. he's got four or five tracks. I got I don't know, three or four to it. So we're going to do a series of, and each EP is going to have uh, two to three mm. tracks. That's it. And it's going to be stripped down right. electro beats. We're calling it street beats, volume one, two, three, four, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, well, so. Look, so look some, forward, and that's on database or puzzle box database? Uh, I'm going to release on database, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And, um. Cool. Yeah, I could, I could probably let the cat out of the bag on this one. Um, you're the first person I'm telling <laughs> this to, besides, oh, right. uh, my internal, 
We actually redid the song Reckless by Ice-T. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and wow. Arabian you, Prince. You and Keith. You and Keith have done Arabian it. Prince from NWA is doing the vocal. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, so I. That's crazy. So I told Keith, because Keith's a little bit. He's a little bit more of a synth head than me. And so I was like, sure, yeah. bro, I go, I bet you you could replay this the the synth line. And yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. bitch because that original synth was done with a TB303. Right. That did did it did it did it did it did it. That's a 303. That's that's hard to duplicate, right? That's crazy. So Keith did it. I mean, this and this the crazy thing is I actually had this idea years ago. Right. And and um, I wanted I wanted Paris the Black Fool from Detroit Grand Pubas to do the vocal at that time, oh, and then he moved yeah, to yeah. Geneva, and you know his life was changing. And then there's a minute sure. I just I didn't talk to him, and you know we just lost touch for a sure. minute, and you know, and yeah. so and then I kind of shelved that idea, and then yeah. I was telling Keith recently, I'm like, bro, let's 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 do it, you know, I mean, because we already kind of started it. I go, bro, let's finish. He's like, yeah, you know, we. He's like, I'm down. Let's do it. And then I heard the parts that we redid. I was like, okay, I think we need to redo this completely. And then so he he redid it completely. And wow. the synth, it's a synth now. It's not a 303. And okay. it 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 resembles it really good, but it's a little a little bit has a Keith Keith flavor to it, you know. So sure, yeah. Sure, uh, yeah. And, you know, so I was like, okay, bet. So I, and I redid all of the drum programming and mm. even like the old school effects, like with the, the echoes on the claps and shit and that you hear. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but, wow, only, man, that's crazy. but then I, I did just... all the cuts to it. I did yeah, all the yeah. scratches, but then all the scratches sound new, you know, it's not old school yeah, yeah. scratching. It's like new. And I shredded mm. that shit, you know, and then, um, <laughs> and then for a while I talked to Greg, Egyptian lover. Mm. to do the vocal and he he said he wanted to do it or he said he would do it but then um then he got delayed with his album that he just did and then it's been like mm. one delay after another and it got to the point where like we just don't want to wait anymore you know so sure yeah, yeah you know hopefully i can get on something new with greg later you know mm. i love egyptian cool. lover i feel yeah. like i owe him one because he actually came and dj'd my wedding for free is that right? Yeah. So, wow, but yeah. So then, you know, and then I met, you know, I DJ on a, I DJ on a Rock the Bells radio, which is on a XM Sirius XM radio, satellite radio in um in in America. It's in North okay. America. I, um, it's Sirius XM. So anytime you buy a car, it comes with Sirius XM on your radio, and you subscribe to it. So uh, weekly, okay. weekly, I'm on Eminem's Shade Forty Five. Um, mm, station, I saw that, yeah, and I, I I do old school hip like old school hip hop mix, you know, because I love the older yeah, yeah. shit, you know, and like, yeah, so yeah, um, and then uh, on a lot of the holiday weekends, LL, LL Cool J has Rock the Bells Radio, which is that's the old school hip hop station. So right. last for Memorial Day weekend, it was like me, DJ Magic Mike, Arabian Prince, uh. Maceo from De La Soul, bunch of bunch of people, right? Oh. So then I, wow. you know, I started tweeting everybody. Oh, holiday mix, you know, listen to all these guys, and we were all tweeting each other, and and then you know, nice. and then me and Arabian Princess started talking a little bit, and yeah, um, yeah. and then I mentioned it to Keith, and Keith, Keith's like, dude, he's like, yeah, no, I, I talk to him all the time, blah blah blah, 
was like, so, you know, I hit him up and I was like, hey, you know, and I told him the idea, you know, I, I go, I think for someone to redo Reckless, it actually has to be someone from L.A. that was a part of that scene. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. to me, it won't be right. You know, Makes you got to pay yeah, homage yeah. to that scene. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. you got to have Insane someone. Sick. So he was with it. So he's in the middle of recording the vocal right now. And uh, I'm really wow. excited about this one. And uh, Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah that's I just, crazy, it had to yeah. be done yeah. right. If we're going to do it and redo it, it has to. I mean, because we can get anyone to rap it. It just, it just has to be someone that's a part of that scene and someone that, that is a part of that era for that yeah, early yeah. L.A. electro shit. And plus, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know this until recently, and I actually feel stupid. Did you know that? you know who else Arabian Prince is? DJ Unknown. Yeah, unknown DJ. I didn't know that. Unknown DJ. Yeah. Sorry, Unknown DJ. I, I didn't, didn't know I that. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit, are you kidding me? You know, and so that made me more excited, you know, because I was playing all the yeah, yeah. Unknown DJ shit back then, you know, and I'm like, this is insane. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I got, I got more excited yeah, yeah. when I learned that, so. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's that's. I'm really excited about that. That's, uh, yeah, that's really one of my favorite. I love that record. You're gonna press, gonna press that on vinyl? Oh yeah, yeah. You have to. Got, got to. We have to. Can't, so. can't not really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, a DJ's task was just to play records. What more could you ask? But then came remixes, scratching and cuts, which was too much for many. Drove some DJs nuts, but the DJ named well. Has reigned supreme as the turntable wizard of the hip hop scene. So listen to him, check it out. But remember this when the gloves on the wheels of steel, he's reckless. We're reckless. 
Starting in January is when I'm going to be releasing the EPs off of Electro Beats for Freaks, you know, and as yeah. I was explaining, it's going to be the full songs with instrumentals and different DJ cool. tools and stuff. But then an EP is going to be released every three weeks, three, three, three mm. and a half weeks. So it's going to take wow. you from the end of January all the way to June. Okay. And then when June is hits, um, probably in August, I'm going to have the next uh, 50 track album ready. Wow! Yeah. So you've got a lot coming on. Wow! Yeah, you working yeah, yeah. with EPM, Adi Pentura for that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. EPM. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, Oliver it was my booking agent for years before oh, he even he? started EPM. No. So, I so yeah. Him. So, um, and 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 Jonas, you know, I've known Oliver and Jonas before the distribution even really came about. You know, so okay. we, yeah, I've been yeah, yeah. I've been with them from day one and. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's just been great. And then uh, even a time stuff. when digital, these digital stores were coming about, I I even remember there was, I forgot what stores they were. There was a few stores that hit me up because they knew the big catalog we had. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay, well, can we sell this stuff? I'm like, well, and then so I hit up Oliver. I go, well, hey, you know, you want to start this distribution company? I got a couple stores. I'll, I'll just pass them your way and then they can get my shit mm-hmm. through you. And So that kind of helped him out a little bit too. And, you know. Mm. Yeah, but I've been with them since day one. You know, they're yeah, great. Yeah, yeah they're, they're just uh, great. You know, good Pete. I've worked, I've, I've worked with Addy quite a bit on and off over the years. Okay. So, um, yeah. yeah, she's good. She's really good. great. She, she's. Um, Do you know? I only found out about three months ago that she was female because <laughs> we've been dealing on email for years. Okay. And I, I just assumed wrongly that she was a guy. Oh. <laughs> I found out, I was like, I'm so sorry, I've been calling you man, mate, you know, all this shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> she's like that, don't worry. You're yeah. not the first to do it. <laughs> she's the homie, right? Just call her yeah, homie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. no really Addie's cool. great. She's been really putting a, a, a lot of effort into uh, the promo for Electro Beats for Freaks, and it's got, got reviews in close to about 20 countries now. Yeah, and, I've seen uh, you've had stuff in Spain and Germany and... Over here in, in the UK as well. Yeah, yeah. Nice France, good, Brazil, like America, yeah, everywhere. So yeah. she's good. been good, and yeah, spreading, I think next week spreading the word. she'll have the video. Where we actually did one of the we did a JIT video to one of the tracks off the album. It's getting edited okay. right now, so I'm sure she'll send that to you next week or whatever. It's not out. Oh, cool, yeah, yeah. So no, I'll look out for that for sure. And how about the DJing? Because obviously this COVID virus things wrecked everything for people. Do you, you see that coming back anytime? Yeah. Soon or? Um, in Detroit, in Detroit, we're we're doing small parties. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you know, I actually own a couple of venues in Detroit. I own a couple clubs. Oh, no. So I didn't so, know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, it's crazy mm. because that's my job. So it's not. Okay, yeah. I can't play ghetto tech or it's just open format. Right, kind of okay. hip-hop nights and shit you know but i mean we do a 900 people so um mm. and now our parties have been limited to covid you know to 200 people and every yeah, yeah. 
group has to be have their own seating area and it has to be spaced out and it's just a fucking nightmare yeah. but um yeah so I, sure. I yeah you know and i i just did uh i did a couple ghetto tech parties recently and you know so i'm still playing mm-hmm. you know um yeah well, for good. a while i was doing a live mix from my facebook page um every mm-hmm. wednesday I called it. We had to sterilize the population off that Doppler effect record. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I caught, I caught some of that. I think. Yeah, so, yeah. and what was insane is that I didn't promote these things. I would literally hit live. I, I would tell people, "Hey, I'll be on tonight, nine o'clock." We had to sterilize the yeah, population yeah. mix, and I'm like, part one, part two, part three, whatever, right? And um, yeah, yeah. every one of these videos did between 75 and 175 or 175,000 I'm sorry um, uh, impressions and views and everything it was insane like so I'm doing these videos and I'm having like and I was just doing it to do it I just did it at first because I was bored and then I was like I don't want to do it anymore and then my wife's like do you know how many people are happy you're doing that yeah I'm like really she's like yeah and I'm like I I don't feel like fucking D because it's like I don't like doing that shit like like DJing in, get, in a room by feedback. myself. You don't get any feedback, do you? There's nobody else in the room. Nah, it's just fucking boring. So, like, but other mm. people were loving it. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give other people a show. So, I'll do a lot of tricks and battle tricks and scratching and show off shit. And, and because yeah. at least one thing that I think people really liked, because I, I, I was one of the, because I did a movement festival, the movement online thing. And, um mm. that the day i was on had the highest views on mm. on the beatport oh, yeah. channel and shit i'm like and people are think, thinking like well why do you think that is or why do you think you know that is that why 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 you did the most and i'm just like i go because i'm giving people something to watch i go they're yeah, not yeah, yeah. i'm not just standing behind two cdjs and i'm not dissing anyone but i i, I i'm not standing behind two cdjs just fading over and touching a couple filter knobs and that's it i mean i'm literally giving some some scratching i'm, I'm trying to put on a visual show you know especially because yeah. I, yeah. I, I always try to do that when i'm djing for crowds anyway to give you something mm-hmm. to watch as opposed to something yeah, to dance yeah. to but um and i you know once again i think that's just part of the ghetto tech culture but then mm-hmm. once you put that on a video or a stream you know it's just so much more interesting to me than it was and I'm not, I'm not dissing anyone at all that's just this no, is coming get, from my personal taste from. you know and like so i yeah. to me it's just more interesting so i think i think because of that that kind of proves it in the numbers you know like mm. okay now if we're not in a live club and it's toe-to-toe a ghetto tech guy versus some house dj what's going to be more interesting yeah yeah you know to watch and nowadays man i mean people who, who do something like that and make it a visual thing you know, there, there are a small number of people these days. So yeah. many people are just doing the old sync button and all this, you know. Yeah, and it's There's, like, so I started doing DJing once a week. It's nice to see skills, weekend. you know. Yeah, people, I, I mean, I had people literally messaging me, like, I couldn't wait till this week because last week was so fun. And you don't understand, I sit and watch and we dance in my living room and people, like, it really got my mind off quarantine stuff and thank you. And I mean, I had hundreds of people thanking me you know and like so That's for a nice while thing. i was doing it every week for them now it wasn't even about me i was like yeah, if yeah. i'm really lifting people like this i'm not really one of those guys uh, to lift people <laughs> you know what i'm saying and like so, so i'm like okay if i'm really lifting people like this then this is 
this is great. Okay, well let's um, you know, That's let's good, continue, man. and then I'm gonna do some more again pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I think everyone just needs to think out of the box when it, if you want to still be a DJ. <laughs> you know. This has been great, man. No, oh, thanks so. for having me, man. It's like it's kind of good to finally chat with you because I'm mean, like, follow, you know, I follow your shows and everything, <laughs> and like. You know, believe it or not, I follow a lot of people too. You know, I, I pay attention to what you're doing, and yeah, a lot I of appreciate that, man. And, That's yeah. nice to know. You never know doing this. It's just me in my spare room with my laptop most of the time, so you're never sure who's listening. So it's nice to know. Uh, it's, people it's are listening cool. to you. Trust me. Yeah, so, no, that's yeah. really cool. Excellent. Thanks for your time. Really appreciate it.
lots of love and thanks out to DJ Godfather for taking part in Bass Agenda. A real trip to speak to him. Some of these music I've loved for a long, long time. Had a huge impact on a lot of you, I know. We're not done with him, though. Got a Fast and Furious mix coming up now. One take, tons of scratching and a lot of dope tunes for you. It's guest mix time on Base Agenda. You motherfuckers need to get up and shake it. 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 Yo, this DJ Godfather checking in live from Detroit. And you're listening to Base Agenda.
I'ma drop my beat, then out comes the freaks. I'ma drop my beat, then out comes the freaks. I'ma drop my drop my beat, then out comes the out comes the drops. I'ma drop my drop my beat, then out out comes the freaks. I'ma drop drop my beat, out out the freaks freaks. Drop drop beat beat, out comes the freaks. I'ma drop my beat, then out comes the freaks. I'ma drop my beat, then out. Cause the freaks, I'ma drop my beat, then out cause the freaks, I'ma drop my beat, then out cause the freaks, I'ma drop my beat, then out cause the freaks, I'ma drop my beat, then out Computerized bum, he's a wack DJ. If you ain't got no 1200s from back in the day, he's computerized bum, he's a wack DJ. If you ain't got no 1200s from back in the day, he's computerized bum, he's a wack DJ. If you ain't got no 1200s from back in the day
Hallo, ich bin Helena Hauf und ihr hört Base Agenda Radio. Back, 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 back
bang 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 Big, 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 big
witness the very exciting story of a city and its people. It will be an adventure that will open new sights in familiar surroundings. It is a story of a city seeking new horizons in a resolute contest with great challenges. That city is Detroit.
ass up high, high to the sky. Put your weed up high, high to the sky. Put your drinks up high, high to the sky. Put your lighter up high, high to the sky. Put your hands up high, high to the sky. Put your weed up high, high to the sky. Put your drinks up high, high to the sky. Put your lighter up high. High to the sky, put your hands up high. High to the sky, put your up high. High to the sky, put your drinks up high. High to the sky, put your lighter up high. High to the sky, put your hands up high. High to the sky, put your up high. High to the sky, put your drinks up high. High to the sky, put your lighter up high. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She says she wants some money. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She said I'm acting funny. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She says she wants some money. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She said I'm acting funny. I'm like, bitch, bitch. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She says she wants some money. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She said I'm acting funny. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She says she wants some money. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She said I'm acting funny. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She says she wants some money. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She said I'm acting funny. I'm like, bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. Bitch, get off me. She says she wants. 
acting like a bitch Baby, I'm a savage And you tried to press your luck Ain't got no time for lovey-dovey Sugar, I just wanna fuck You show up at my job You're blowing on my phone You send a million texts Nigga, what the fuck you want? You acting like a bitch With these stupid bitch fits Boo, that's it Dude, you hit Baby, boy, don't know you shit And you're listening to the number one underground bass agenda.
me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me. Jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me. Jit like me, jit like me. Move your fucking feet if you can jit like me.
awesome mix from DJ Godfather. Thanks again to him. Really enjoyed that. Got about uh, 30, 40 minutes left of the show. So we're going to check out a few things that have hit the Bass Agenda inbox. Stuff that's caught my attention lately. All kinds of different flavours of electro coming up. Stay tuned, we've got new stuff from 214, Vibo, Robo Droid, and a few others too. Listen to me, what we do here, it's fucking essential. It's like oxygen. The world's dying of a thousand heart attacks. We heal them up. It's a goddamn public service what we do. It's not, that's, not, that's the only reason to make music. Music, music, music. To all the fine ass ghetto troublemakers. Out in the world, out in the world today. Summon this very party right here, right now, tonight. tonight.
is a message from Detroit. This is Adult. And you are listening to Base Agenda.
on uh, what you've been listening to in this section of the show so far so we started off with artist code 736F66 with pinstripe groove then uh, something forthcoming on anti-gravity device from Japan that was Sty Selector with Right Now after that we had Luz1E with Surge I bet you I'm saying that one wrong then Robodroid fucking savage track The Darkness Is Coming then into uh, Alien FM with monochromatic image. The track we're sitting on top of right now is Valley of the Ferns by the always excellent 214.
Coming up to the end of the show, quick catch up for you. After 2.14, we heard Biochip with uh, Mind Bubbles. Then some nice squelchy acid from Delicate Instruments. That's on uh, Shoey Tracks, track called Implode, which is from the Implode EP. Then we had Rogue Filter with Jam, J-A-M, short for just a minute, based on the British radio show. Rest in peace, uh, Nicholas Parsons. Something you don't often hear on an electro-techno show in Detroit, I'm sure. And now we're just getting into the last track, which is something forthcoming, brand new from Vibo, called Acidalia Planitia, taken from Transhumanism 4, coming out on vinyl and digital next month. On base agenda recordings, already getting massive support from the likes of Dave Clark and Alienata. Keep an eye out for that one. Love and thanks once again out to uh, DJ Godfather. Thanks to you guys for listening. Don't forget... This full show, plus the full track list, will be up on baseagenda.co.uk, uh, soundcloud.com slash baseagenda, and iTunes at some point over the weekend if you want to catch up on what you've been hearing. Have a good one. Cheers.
see you again soon. In the meantime, we have an assignment for you. We'd like you to remember these feelings you're having. Hang on to these feelings. Take them home with you in the coming weeks. Use these feelings to create something positive. 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 Create something positive.